BBA and do an MBA is it useful see honestly at this point in time i would say the entire education system is actually waste i have three mm-hmm. rapid fire not karan johar rapid fire my father never wanted me to do iit he okay. just asked me when i was i guess in 7th to 8th standard if in case i would be interested to do iit i said no and he was like okay when uh, covid happened everyone was actually looking for ways to make money online i have yeah. was seeing a lot of people spreading scams spams and misinformations m- misguiding every yeah. single person yeah. uh claiming that data entries and captchas can actually make them millionaires which was all uh, wrong so i thought started working on videos on exposing people literally naming i even got a lot of uh, uh, legal notices at home because i was actually naming people and sharing everything with facts and figures i was always uh, uh, having this aspiration of becoming uh, uh, an nda officer uh, okay. joining the defense there were around seven legal cases two were taken down five we won of course uh, have uh, future plans of uh, exposing more people ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast today we have with us akhil khatri akhil hey is guys. a founder of paisa vaisa and uh, has amassed a massive follower base on youtube so two of his channels combined together they have half a million subscriber base which is a massive feat to achieve Uh, Akhil has made some very very interesting career choices uh, straight out of uh, uh, after doing his uh, MBA. Uh, he's a filmmaker. He's a photographer. So I think very very power packed interesting episode ahead. We'll get to know uh, about his journey as an entrepreneur, his journey as a content creator, his journey of becoming a YouTuber. Uh, so thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Akhil. It's a pleasure thank to host you. Thank you so much for the invitation, Vivek. Really <laughs> pleased to be here. glad glad that we are talking today and uh, looking It's forward fine. to yes. looking forward to an exciting conversation uh, so akhil i think before we sort of deep dive into uh, i think how you sort of trans sort of transition from a full time job into content creation filmmaking photography and all uh, would love to know more about where did you grow up how was your growing up years what were your career aspirations if you can just uh, yeah. do a bit of introduction that way So I actually belong to a place called uh, Bara, which is seventy-three uh, kilometers uh, southeast to Kota in Rajasthan. Okay. Okay. Uh, my father, unlike uh, a lot of other parents, never wanted me to do IIT. He okay. just asked me when I was, I guess, in seventh or eighth standard, if in case I would be interested to do IIT. I said no, and he was like, okay. I was always uh, uh, having this aspiration of becoming uh, uh, an NDA officer, uh, okay. joining the defense. okay especially the uh, army but then uh, I, i tried for it uh, i had prepared for it after my 10th class for a couple of years i had even cracked the ssb i had even cracked uh, uh, the final medical and everything but then uh, because of some unfortunate uh, unfortunate uh, situations that time okay. i could okay. not join uh, nda kadagwasla but then after that i had to make another uh, choices so i chose bba and then uh, i chose mba uh, and then i worked for a couple of years and after that i realized that i think i should be making uh, some more uh, risky decisions and following my passion which okay. we are definitely going to talk more about when we continue the conversation so this was more about what exactly i had of course okay. there were a lot of uh, twists and turns which happens in everyone's life but then yeah this is pretty much the starting i would say amazing 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 it's interesting that you are so close to kota but did not prepare for iit and i traveled all the way to kota from gaya to <laughs> prepare for iit yeah happens happens <laughs> yeah so uh 
so you wanted to of course i think uh, as you said you wanted to pursue nda but now uh, you went for mba mm-hmm. uh, so how was how was uh, how was let's say i mean would you recommend uh, somebody watching this podcast to from the career aspiration to do a bba and do an mba is it useful is it not useful what's your point of view there see honestly at this point in time i would say uh, the entire education system is actually waste to be very very honest i'm really not trying to maybe say uh, demotivate anyone but then what exactly uh, matters to me is more of the practical knowledge and uh, less of the theoretical stuff which everyone would understand everyone is watching this uh, video that whatever we have learned in school colleges we hardly get to implement what we have actually learned and whatever we have seen whatever we have read those are the ideal situations even when we are talking about the organizations the ob uh, subject the organizational behavior and all that everything is a myth because what actually happens in reality uh, you never get to learn that when you are actually doing that formal education so everyone has to be practical there has to be more field trips there has to be more uh, regular interactions with the corporate people if in case you are doing bba mba same thing has to happen with the other fields as well there has yeah. to be more practical exposure and lesser of the theoretical stuff so that people actually get to know and people actually get to be ready for that uh, uh, the, the 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 real stuff yeah, which yeah. we really get to know of absolutely agree i think uh, i think what happens also uh, what i under- feel is that people just go after these degree assuming that once you do that degree you will get a job but those days are i think uh, largely over right so mm-hmm. i think what helps more is that you build a skill instead of going after these uh, these degrees absolutely uh, interesting so uh, so where did you where did you join uh, your uh, your job after your mba and and you were i, I assume you were with that job for i think i mean i don't know so maybe if you can sort of talk about uh, post mba experience on mm-hmm. the corporate world i think you spent a decade there yeah uh, so how was how was that experience and what made you transition into uh, a freelancer a photographer a filmmaker see it was more about uh... me feeling content about what exactly i was doing of okay. course i was working with a good company i was with deloitte uh, okay. when i uh, had graduated but then uh, um, i also also had that previous experience when i was uh, uh, doing my bba i had always done part time work uh, parallel okay. to my studies and i was still one of the scholars one of the uh, top 10 rankers even during mba so i had always been interested in uh, education uh, always been very attentive in class that's the only usp i think i had because i was never the person who would uh, uh, maybe study a lot uh, at the end moment since i was attentive it was always easy for me to uh, just look at the things in the end for couple of hours and i'm done and people used to just wonder what exactly is happening with this guy so uh, when i did uh, my mba it was similar stuff i was into content writing parallelly i was also into uh, a bit of uh, consulting people on freelancing i had uh, some ideas on this and that i had a blog as well uh so everything was happening parallelly and when i was working uh, at deloitte of course i wanted to make sure that i'm ethically following uh, that uh, uh, work engagement so that's when i never wanted to get into that uh, uh, dual work uh, that parallel work thing so yeah. i had I to leave uh, content writing which i was doing because that time i had a team of around 11 writers uh, from okay. philippines and one from india okay it was going well uh, it was actually paying me more than uh, uh, what i was making at deloitte Okay. but then uh, uh, since uh, we have this thing in build that okay uh, when this this is like something risky 
freelancing it's uh, uh you might get good work in some month there might be months when you will actually get nothing but average was actually higher than the uh, monthly salary but then i always wanted to just make sure that i'm not uh, sort of disappointing my parents uh but then there was once uh, when i realized i think i should be following the passion which i had for photography because okay. that started somewhere around 2006 when i had bought uh, uh, my first camera when i was working part time at pizza hut uh, so i had bought this kodak kv10 camera i started shooting with that i loved the process and then uh, since i do long do not belong to a very uh, well to do that financially stable family like the at that time uh, my father used to be a farmer so okay. uh, never had that much of money that i would actually spend uh, uh, lavishly on uh, uh, my interests so never had that liberty so hence i made my own money spent my uh, spent on my own things and then when i got into mba i bought a, a digital camera the first time and then 2010 was uh, when i actually moved to dslr i shot when i was working at deloitte in hyderabad uh, every single weekend for two years i had spent uh, morning 5 o'clock till around 1 o'clock in the afternoon in the streets of hyderabad taking photos those two years were the greatest learning for me as a self learned photographer took more than 2 lakh photos oh. uh, never spent any hour maybe say partying or anything of course i used to meet people but then photography used to be the passion i used to love the process so that's when i actually learned everything and uh, uh, the interest became a passion and i wanted to take it very seriously very very interesting so you were doing all this content creation and content writing like way back in what 2006 uh, 2007 2000 okay. 2007 8 is when i actually started uh, with wow. blogging wow. Uh, that again has a very interesting story i uh, when i was jo- joining mba Uh, we had an orkut community of yeah. college yeah. so it it happened i guess 6 months or 4 months before we were joining so i met this senior uh, who once shared a link with me and i was wondering what exactly is that link okay so that was his blog link something.blogspot.com and that was the first time i actually got to know about blogging i asked him what exactly you uh, you do on uh, that he just mentioned if in case you want to write anything you can write that any subject anything uh when i so i i thought since i was anyways planning to do my mba in hr and operations i thought i'll uh, start blogging on hr i created hrreview.blogspot.com wherein i had no clue what to post my okay. first couple of posts were copy paste of some other uh, hr related posts okay but then slowly i understood exactly i had to yeah, so when start, i started yeah. working on that so this was like somewhere in 2000 i guess 8 beginning So this is where I actually got my first assignment uh, in the comment section of a blog post. Interesting, interesting. Uh, and uh, when you were doing all of this, right? So you are talking about the phase in which you are in Deloitte. Uh, you are working pretty much all weekends, working on the mm-hmm. photography. Was there was there something uh, like like a long term view in mind, or was it just you're just pursuing your passion that this is what excites me? This photography thing excites me. I'll just pursue it for it, or you had uh, given that you were writing blog and now you're into photography were you sort of thinking through in terms of long term that you will do a business someday see photography of course i had uh, one thing in mind uh, when i left my job um, of course uh, people talk about corporate life being uh, uh, in comparison to a slave uh, people talk about corporate slaves and all that and i'm sure some people would agree some people will not the ones who are not agreeing they are the ones who are actually working currently so that's the yeah. reason they will not agree yeah. to it yeah. uh but then uh, when i left my job when i made the decision uh, i had one thing in mind that i'm never coming back 
but then uh, somewhere in my mind i had this thing uh, maybe say one person of my mind that if in case everything goes wrong of course i'll have no other choice than to yeah. come back yeah but then uh, uh, i wanted to give myself uh, one year uh, to try what exactly is happening because when i left it i had uh, no assignment no project in hand i had no clue how exactly i have to portray myself how exactly i have to market myself all i had was uh, uh, an eye for photography and i knew i can do it okay but then uh, for the first 3 months i was jobless uh, fourth month i started taking workshops for around four four months i used to take photography workshop for all students okay. and working professionals okay. and after that i guess 6 month or 7 month after that i got my first uh, project and that was the beginning and then uh, i had shot around yeah was there a moment which uh, made you take this uh, leap of faith that okay let's do this now was there a pivotal moment something which happened in your office or something which happened in your life which made you take this decision yes uh, so see uh, my last company so after deloitte uh, i was in hyderabad uh, when i moved to bangalore i had joined uh, a company i'll not name that okay so uh, my reporting boss uh, who was a vp so uh, i guess this was somewhere around 2012 beginning uh, mahakumbala bad was happening i had uh, planned leaves uh for around i guess around 4 or 5 days because i this was the first mahakumbh i wanted to attend and i really wanted to shoot there okay so this was uh, a planned leave i guess 6 months before the actual date i had it planned but then end moment uh, uh the vp said you're not going okay and uh, i was like i had fin- i have finished all my work i think you have no right to stop me if in case you don't have a ra- valid reason but then he was like no i'm just saying no so you cannot go Okay. so that ego clash happened not my ego but then his ego when i actually replied back so okay. he threatened me saying that if in case i'll still go he'll take disciplinary actions okay i like i am going okay so i really don't want to use uh, the words which i actually uh, told him but then uh, i had badly hurted his ego considering i knew he was a very egoistic person and i still decided i'm actually going uh, for mahakum but then uh, uh, plans were a little different he actually literally uh, decided uh, uh, that he will take disciplinary actions uh, and uh, he somewhere mentioned that there were some performance appraisal issues or something which i did for finer employees okay considering that since i did not want to take the blame and all that uh, i just uh, wrote an email to his senior uh, okay. explaining the entire story okay and then when everything was fine they were literally apologizing i decided i am actually leaving the company okay. i had it i had because i, I thought that was a moment i felt this is probably maybe say a time which is actually giving me a call that okay you know yeah. what if you really want to take the decision take it now yeah. or yeah. again it is going to be that loop again wherein yeah. i'll just keep thinking yeah. and not doing anything yeah so I, i guess that was a situation interesting interesting but i'm so, glad that happened and then around 5 years from that day i had dropped a message to that vp on facebook messenger and thanked him Thank, thank you yeah of course uh, he helped you get over yes. that uh, barrier so yeah. how was how was your first as you already talked about right i think the first couple of months you were jobless and finally uh, you started doing all this uh, webinars and and te- coaching people on on photography and all so how was how was that uh, uh, process for the first 6 months first year how was the transition happening what are some of the struggles you were facing and what are the solutions that you figured out in that uh, in that period of let's say 6 months or 1 year 
See the, the biggest the, struggle. The reason that I'm asking this is, uh-huh. I think the first six months, one year, are very very crucial, right? So when you sort of take this leap of faith, mm-hmm. and you have always been uh, in the corporate uh, world, uh, you you have there's a big shift in mindset which is needed, right? You you know stop getting salary at the end of the month. Uh, work doesn't come your way the way it used to happen through emails, right? You have mm-hmm. to figure all those things out. So I just want to understand how was your process like. See, one thing which I had, uh, or I think everyone who is actually uh, planning to maybe say leave something and do something else is one. Of course, you will have to have faith in yourself. Second, of course, you will have to give yourself one year. And three, of course, you will have to have patience because uh, uh, I understand you used to have that. a specific amount coming in your bank account at the end of the month which is not coming now but then uh, there is always a reason why you have decided to do it and if in case you start doubting on yourself then your efforts will definitely get hampered because of that and uh, the chances of you getting success in whatever you actually want to achieve will decrease so this is the biggest thing which i already had i was uh, uh, self motivated i had that inside uh, that uh, i am definitely not going back and since i had that decision i am not going back i wanted to put double or triple the efforts which i normally would the biggest challenge uh, since you asked uh, was definitely marketing part okay. because uh, when you know your work is good it's not like uh, just believing in yourself blindly of course i had a facebook page wherein uh, there were a lot of people who were some way uh, validating my thoughts on what exactly the work is like i had even participated in a lot of competitions online uh, i won a couple of them uh so that was some way a validation that my work is good but then uh, uh when you actually have to get projects you will have to be more visible which yeah. was the marketing part yeah. which is where i struggled a lot because i had no clue how exactly i need to do because uh, i had no such background so yeah. i learned my way uh 6 months were uh, uh being taken i guess only because of that process when i was just uh, understanding how exactly i have to market that doing workshops also helped me because uh, those connections connections to connections they actually got to know about my work then i was reached out by one of the fans who was following me on facebook so all these things happened and uh, uh, when uh, you get that beginning i guess all you will have to do is not just stopping there because marketing is a process i am sure uh, you would agree that it never has to stop yeah. if in case you will uh, uh, give a pause there then uh, your projects will also be yeah, having a pause yeah. no you are making a very interesting point i think uh... pretty much i think a lot of time what happens is we think that we have a very good product and it will sell by itself uh but uh i think even if you have a very good product unless you do it you have the distribution you have the marketing it's very very difficult to get that traction so True. looking back if you have to let's say advise somebody who is uh, let's say getting into freelance uh freelancing world freelancing economy uh and he hasn't figured out marketing what mm-hmm. are let's say two or three things that uh, he or she should keep in mind before getting into this uh, getting into this world in terms of especially in terms of marketing yeah see like at this point in time i guess social media is uh, definitely a biggest advantage uh, when we are looking at it from the perspective uh, that you actually want your business to be helped yeah so uh, one big mistake which most of us would do is uh, uh, when we are already sorted but then we have decided okay 3 months from now is when i think i'll be ready in uh, uh, delivering things so these 3 months is what people would skip in making any possible attempts so i mm-hmm. feel that even when you are 100% sure 
you should always start working on social media you should always start working on uh, uh, posting a similar content to what exactly you are planning to offer later on because these three months might help you in building maybe say if not too much then at least 500 of those people who might want to follow you for your work and there might be a possibility that you might actually turn up one customer one possible uh, client from those 500 people so uh, uh, like working on the social media at the right time is a most yeah. important thing yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from that one it is always important to network uh, without any maybe say pre intention of you being able to sort of take advantage of someone yeah because i have always believed in networking with people without even having anything any demand any expectation from those people because that is when i guess it helps you more and yeah. when you are connecting with someone with the intention of you helping them rather than they are helping you i think that's the better way to network because most of us would always expect something from someone yeah. rather than uh, expecting that okay uh, i'll be the first one who would actually give you something yeah yeah so yeah. i confirm that intention that i would want to be helpful to the other people before i'm uh, they are helpful to me amazing amazing yeah so i think two things one is that network network with the intent of giving value instead of mm-hmm. getting value and second is be active on social media True. even before you have thinking about getting started interest yeah. so uh, how was uh, now that you are doing this photography and filmmaking full time mm-hmm. how was the transition happening and when did you uh, started thinking about creating content on youtube YouTube actually happened like pretty interestingly because it was not even intentional. Two thousand, I guess, eight or nine. Um, I used to follow Britain's Got Talent. Okay. Uh, I guess it was season one, season two. I actually forgot. Uh, okay. The winner was Susan Boyle. Okay. Uh, she came from a very small village in Ireland, I think. Okay. So, uh, farmer, very poor, uh, but then she won. So she had a song, "I Dreamt a Dream" or something. So I loved it. i thought uh, uh, i would actually download that song so i downloaded and then i uploaded on my own channel thinking that i would actually listen to this one i really don't have to search because uh, there were times when i used to forget the uh, this in the title of the song okay so i uploaded on my own channel just because i wanted to watch it okay uh, so i used to watch it then i realized it is slowly reaching maybe say 1000 views 2000 views 3000 okay. and then uh, uh, i left it for i guess around couple of weeks and then i suddenly remembered okay i need to listen to that song again i logged in i saw there were a couple of million views on that wow. video wow and i was wondering what exactly happened it was not monetized of course uh, but then uh, i was somewhere clueless on what exactly happened why so many million of this thing i like okay it's okay people might be loving it and i didn't know that you can actually make money from youtube okay. but then when i opened the associated email address i had hundreds of emails which were from people uh, who wanted me to put their uh, text and links in annotations uh, if in case you remember youtube back then you used to have something called annotations okay which used to be a message which would be uh, anywhere on the screen of the video okay which would be closable you will actually get that ah. x you can yeah. close the text yeah yeah but then if in case you will directly click on it it will open that link okay. which you have hyperlinked that okay and then uh, um, there were also uh, offers where and people wanted me to put a link on the top of the description so uh, in the cards so couple of offers people were offering me 100 dollars a month uh, 50 a month i took around 7 or 8 of them and uh, paypal i had it anyways because i was doing content writing so i started earning i guess around 400 to 600 dollars every month 
only by putting all these links and i okay. was like okay that's how you make money from youtube okay so this went on for uh, almost i guess 6 or 7 months okay uh, the last i had seen that video uh, was uh, i get 73 million views back oh. then in 2010 wow. 11 Wow. So for good two years, I made uh, uh, no approximately in year I made uh, uh, income from that, and then suddenly it was taken down from Fremont okay. because uh, uh, of course for uh, uh, copyright okay. issues. Yeah, yeah. So lost that channel completely, but then uh, I knew we can actually make money from uh, YouTube. So that's when I started my next channel, which was called Texam TV. I was too early for uh, the Indian audience. I used to uh, do these games and uh, apps with. uh the voice over and okay. with the face camera on i used to do all these videos back then like what is popular now i used to do it with back in 2012 or 13 uh of course it took me a lot of time in reaching around 22000 subscribers but then uh, i had done around 700 videos i was popular uh but then uh, it was not something which i was actually uh, eyeing because i was hardly making 200 300 dollars a month the okay. sponsors were also very less because that market was very new in india okay uh so that's when i changed the channel to almost social and then uh, almost social happened i guess 2015 and paisa waisa happened in 2021 okay okay or 2020 during covid times so by accident you kind of became a youtuber mm-hmm. you started making these videos 700 of them by the way yeah that's massive on gaming uh what uh like what made you transition from that uh, that gaming thing to paisa waisa mm-hmm. how was see gaming from the gaming thing i transitioned to almost social ha huh. uh, which was more about photography um i moved there because okay, so uh, since i was got yeah. it from gaming you started more talking about photography and videography so basically yeah. what you were actually doing you started sharing yes. that online okay yeah and how was so, how was the experience how was the experience of sharing was there uh, uh good sort of synergies coming in when you're sharing all this information online how was the reaction that you were seeing in the in the audience at that point of time yeah it was actually good because uh, uh when i started there were hardly couple of channels who were uh, doing such content and they were also not do pig so the reason i started that channel was uh, uh because of the very strong fact uh, that when two friends are going out one is taking amazing photo of the other person but the other friend is taking pathetic photos of the other Yeah. and i'm sure we have all been there yeah. so that that pain was there so i thought i would really want to take this very seriously everyone is talking about literacy but what about photography literacy yeah. so i wanted people to understand they can take amazing photos using any uh, camera any phone whatever they whatever they have so this was the main objective why i started that channel i worked on uh, uh, this photography literacy projects for almost 2 years uh, helped more than uh, 30000 people Uh, had even uh, uh, taken one-on-one consultations for more than five thousand people without charging anything. But then, uh, after two years or two and a two and a half years, I realized that I am mostly done with whatever I had to share. Okay. Uh, in terms of photography literacy part. Okay. I really do not want did not want to repeat the same content all over again, considering that as a commercial channel because that, that was never the intention. So that's when I thought, okay, let me just take a break from that channel. And uh, I I had taken a break. I was focusing on photography. but then uh, paisa waisa happened again uh, uh, came from a very strong objective when uh, covid happened especially everyone was actually looking for ways to make money online i have yeah. was seeing a lot of people spreading scams spams and misinformations m- misguiding every yeah. single person yeah. uh, 
claiming that data entries and captchas can actually make them millionaires which was all uh, wrong yeah. so i thought uh, there definitely has to be someone who would uh, sort of bust uh, burst all these uh, bubbles uh, just helping people and understanding what exactly is wrong and what exactly is, is something which they should not be doing so i thought started working on videos on exposing people literally naming i even got a lot of uh, uh, legal notices at home because i was actually naming people and literally sharing everything with facts and figures of course i had my own research but then of course you will always uh, be fighting with all these things so yeah. there were around seven legal cases two were taken down five we won so it was all uh, going good but then i realized there also has to be some something uh, that this channel has uh, anyways be telling people what not to do what not to fall into but then what about what to do so that's when i started moving to the other uh, positive part of it uh, and stopped exposing people because that was negatively impacting channel and we really cannot do both the things on a same channel yeah so of course uh, have uh, future plans of uh, exposing more people on a different channel possibly but then for now just focusing on uh, the freelancing literacy part I interesting guess. and while you are doing all this youtube i'm assuming ki this is your uh, sort of side hustle uh, the mm-hmm. main hustle being photography and filmmaking mm-hmm. that is the main thing that you're spending time yeah. and rest of the time you're doing it so uh, in terms of let's say uh, somebody trying to do this uh, on the side uh like what percentage of bandwidth is required to uh keep running a channel like this i mean you have been uploading what weekly one video every week or so see a uh, couple of months back i actually used to do daily daily uploads oh okay. uh my usual ha- always has to be 3 to 4 videos a week okay but then uh, uh, since last 2 months because of some other personal commitments i have not been able to give it enough time so right now i am doing maybe say one video a week but then okay. uh, i'm getting back to the usual schedule 3 to 4 videos a week it normally mm-hmm. takes uh, uh including research it would take somewhere between 4 to around 10 hours for every video okay so, so yeah so that, that, that's the bandwidth which is if required you're doing like three videos then you are basically between one and a half day to maybe four days you are spending in uh, just doing the video itself mm-hmm. um now given that, i think given that you have seen such a long journey on youtube what's your recommendation right so uh in terms of posting frequency some of the do's and don'ts uh what helps somebody grow and what doesn't help somebody grow i think we can probably talk about that see one thing which i strongly feel is uh, uh the reason why most of the people are not able to grow on youtube is because they are blindly following someone else just because they have seen maybe say a gamer uh right now earning crores of rupees every month or lakhs of rupees every month they feel gaming industry is amazing i should get into it while they are actually not good at gaming okay see it it is definitely a mix of uh, i would say luck and uh, the expertise hmm. expertise is in your hand luck is not uh, but then people uh, often uh, skip the part which is already in their hand so if in case they are planning to make content on anything any single topic they should always make sure that they are in a situation to be able to add value to other people if in case they are just going to do very generic videos uh, then luck is the only thing which would actually play the role apart from that there is nothing else which is going yeah. to happen there yeah. so one of course the expertise like what exactly you're good at the validation part second of course it has to be consistency um, this again is uh, very subjective uh, the number of uploads are again debatable some people would like to upload every single day 
some people would like to upload once in a month but then i feel no matter what you do it has to be same as how actually you have started so say if in the beginning you are uploading two videos in a month you need to follow the same trend just so that people would understand the trend okay of uh, your video uploads this is something similar to maybe say your favorite tv show when we used to have those cable tvs yeah, i'm sure yeah. most of the people do not have it now but then uh, cable connections you always had that channel that specific tv show which would, which would come on every friday 2 o'clock if people would know they would go and watch it if people won't know that then they'll be clueless and really you really cannot expect people to go to your channel every single day checking if in case there is a new upload so you just have to be make, making sure that there is some kind of uh, sort of a notification or information given to those people on when exactly the new video is coming in yeah yeah got it got it so i think whatever frequency you decide whether it is daily or weekly or monthly you just stick to it yeah uh, but given that i think uh, you have sort of tried different is there something that youtube also prefers that you See, do youtube youtube would always prefer maybe say uh, you being sticking to what exactly i mentioned right now so youtube really doesn't like creators vanishing for couple of months coming back and then the youtube algorithm will be same for them it won't be okay because what exactly happens is algorithm will always keep you in mind considering what exactly is a kind of engagement on your channel and how exactly you have been uploading things and how you are engaging with people so they always keep this in mind so even when maybe say you are someone who would upload like i mentioned once in two uh, once in a month or maybe say two videos in a month youtube algorithm has to remember the same thing since beginning if that happens you are uh, going to be no different uh, for youtube algorithm ever but if in case you would uh, maybe say upload seven videos in a week and then after that gone for a month then algorithm will definitely push you down and i have definitely made such mistakes got it got it uh do you think youtube uh, doing full time is is a career option in india yes. definitely but then when you're beginning uh, when you're starting this thing it has to be parallel uh, at least till the time you feel that it is some way matching what exactly you have been earning anyways okay and what is the what is the realistic number to expect uh, from youtube in terms of earning and how long do you think it takes to arrive there see i would always feel that it usually takes around 6 months for uh, any creator to start earning from that okay uh and uh, the initial range definitely has to be maybe is something between uh, 7 8000 to around 40 50000 this is i guess uh, the maximum percentage of that you have this graph right yeah so the maximum yeah, percentage yeah. Okay. is coming into that the peak is around 7000 to 50000 this yeah, is per 7 month 7 to 7 to around 40 yeah per month yeah and this is the youtube ad revenue i'm talking okay. about i'm not talking about sponsorships because sponsorship again is, it is completely uh, in the hands of creator how exactly yeah. you network how exactly you reach out to people and how exactly you close your deals so right. there are some people who would have million subscribers they would still charge maybe say 5000 10000 rupees per sponsor while at the same time i also know people who would have the same number of subscribers but they are charging 4 5 lakhs a video got it got it so you are saying 6 months if you stick to it consistently yes. uh, you can you start earning you would start earning from uh, ads and that can vary from whatever 7 8000 yes. to about 40 50000 a month yeah. which is which is kind of a serious career that people can build on this definitely for most yeah. of the people this amount is actually very good yeah it's very very good amount uh 
so uh, what are like uh, what do you think i think you talked about that you pick up gaming and then you can become popular in gaming but what are some of the com- some popular myths that people have around youtube which you have which you know that doesn't work uh one a strong myth i believe in that is people feel it uh, it is saturated it's actually not yes. because uh, uh it will never happen the saturation will never happen anywhere because uh, uh it's it's about uniqueness it's about validation like i mentioned yeah. if in yeah. case you are someone who would uh, offer them something good they would watch it even if it is maybe say generic content but personality is something which is completely different your delivery of the content is different it makes it unique so yeah. and i'm sure there are uh, hundreds of examples yeah. of uh, uh, someone doing very generic videos but then just because of how exactly they presented it they have been popular yeah so this is one myth second myth is uh, uh, definitely uh, people feel that they will actually start earning maybe say from the first month itself and if in case that is not happening youtube is useless which is again not true uh, patience is definitely required uh, see when you do the formal education you study for almost 15 years before yeah. you actually get into a job and then you start earning yeah. but then uh, you have patience there because you have been seeing that yeah. but then uh, when you talk about something which is youtube or maybe say for other uh, any other category freelancing category there is no patience people would expect everything to happen overnight it doesn't happen that way so. yeah 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 i guess for now i think i can only think of uh, only think of two minutes yeah yeah this is very interesting what's what's the what's the vision ahead for pesa vesa how is it uh, what are you going to what are you looking at in the next couple of years couple of months couple of years from now see uh, if right now i am able to help maybe say 1000 people uh, in uh, being get into the freelancing uh, industry in the right ways knowing what exactly they will have to do i would definitely want to scale this so for the channel of course uh, uh, the f- upload frequency will definitely change uh the content will definitely change there are definitely a, a lot of plans for uh, different uh, uh this in the series apart from that i am also working on an extension uh, for pesa vesa uh, which is going to be a startup uh, i'm working on a saas platform which will help i would say 100x the people what exactly i am actually able to help more people and mm-hmm. uh, my intention is definitely going to be again the same thing i would want to help everyone for free amazing but let's amazing. see how exactly this amazing amazing i actually forgot to ask one question so i'll i'll probably go back a little bit uh i think one uh one thing which uh which i think people talk about about all of the social media right so mm-hmm. is is finding a content market fit right so not mm-hmm. all content get, gets picked up uh, whether it is youtube or linkedin or whatever platform right uh what's your thought on figuring out the content right content market fit how have you been able to figure out the right content market fit uh should it be i mean uh, one way is you just publish uh whatever you think you you know really well and is really valuable for the for the user or or you should look at the trends uh, and see uh which of these trends and which of these demands which is coming from the consumer side you can add value and then jump on to that to to sort of deliver value there what's your thought on like finding out the content market fit because uh because not everything gets picked up in youtube right or or on True. linkedin or, or on twitter True. so what's what's your thought there yeah see somewhere i would say every single topic or category which you would think of is already been taken yeah. by someone else there'll always be someone who is doing similar videos than what exactly you have in mind yeah. while you might be thinking 
or dreaming that I'm the first one on YouTube who would be doing this unique content. And this is what is the USP, this and that anyone else is doing it. Yeah. But then uh, I strongly feel one, of course, you will have to have uh, that expertise in whatever you're building because I've seen uh, a lot of channels. I'm sure you, even you might have seen who are making videos uh, on a very specific niche, which is very much hard to even think about. Maybe say, for example, you talk about uh, this, this might be a bit broader, Google Chrome extensions. There are channels who are doing videos only on extensions. Okay. There are channels who are doing videos only on Final Cut Pro as the editing software. Hmm. There are channels who are doing videos on maybe say uh, something very specific, like uh, like talk about like something which is very much trending, Sanatan Dhan. Yeah. Or or maybe say uh, that Nirankari, uh, this thing, the side of it. So uh, every single these uh, categories and all that, I think it is always has to be something which you have expertise in. But on the contrary, like you mentioned, there is definitely other side to it. Or I would say the alternate two, which is uh, you are someone who doesn't have expertise in anything. But you are someone who has maybe say out of 10, maybe say three or four or five uh, rating in four or five things. These are your interests. Make a list of it. After you make a list of it, now you explore on YouTube the kind of videos people have been making there. If you feel you are someone who already knows about it and you can also make similar videos or something which is actually beyond that, you again will have to maybe say give yourself the ratings in all those five areas of five skills which we have mentioned again. And then after you have uh, done this uh, assessment, the self-assessment and analysis and everything, just see the highest marks which actually uh, the rating, the highest rating in total. And uh, once you have that top two, that will some way make the decision a bit easier in choosing one of those two. Again, the interest plays a bigger role. So as for the interest, which you have more in one of those two options, you can choose that and you can do it. But at the same time, even when you are choosing something, it is always a good idea to initially experiment a little in terms of content, because uh, I think your first 10 videos is what would help you in deciding your specific niche. And once you know that, you would always know the kind of videos which would do amazing on your channel. And then you can slowly maybe say sort of uh, brought down uh, on uh, the other areas as well, which you would want to cover because the same thing uh, happens uh, happened at PesaVest as well. I know the kind of videos which would do very good on the channel. And whenever I upload such videos, we always get uh, good views. But then on the contrary, there are some videos, especially the cell development part, the personal development and all that. Uh, when I'm sharing more on the value part, the ethics part, I know people are not going to like that, but I'm still doing it as part of the experiments. So I hardly get maybe say 1000 views or 2000 views on those videos, but then I'm still doing it because I would want to take that on maybe say a longer run because that's something which is sort of value driven and uh, people should know that this is something which is part of this creator and uh, he would always want to share that. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I think one, one more question I have coming in my head. So when you are doing all of this, do you have a team or you, you work as a single individual? See, right now I'm the only one who actually is working because okay. uh, in between for a couple of months, I had a video editor, uh, who was working on the videos, but then, uh, uh things did not match much because, uh, the expectations in terms of the edit I had, uh, of course you can uh, train people for a couple of months, but then even after that, it doesn't happen. Then of course, you know, not the right choice. So I have not found the right editor. So I have been doing it myself. Uh, second, I had, uh, uh, for last six months, I had a content strategist who was helping with the research and everything. So right now he's not working. Uh, so he might not be there for a couple more months. 
uh, again for some personal reasons but then uh, on and off i would say i have been working alone and in between i had a couple of resources got it me. got it essentially people can build such large channels just on their own with some bit of support yes. here and there as an intern yes interesting this is super powerful thank you so much for all of this akhil i think before we sort of close i have three mm-hmm. rapid fire not karan johar rapid fire but three rapid fire questions so number up. one is what are i think you have already shared a lot of tips but still what are the top three youtube tips that you would like to share with the audience okay don't worry about the competition consistency and make sure you are adding value amazing the next one is uh, what are the top three tips for aspiring filmmakers and photographers uh one of course uh, your work is not enough two you'll have to market yourself three network with your community amazing amazing and last question which i have with all my guests is what are your top 3 book recommendations i'm a bad person to answer this i think a wrong person because i have always tried myself to read books i've never been able to but then some of the books i have read is uh, uh, alchemist by paulo coelho okay uh, and i uh, guess the monk who sold his ferrari yeah i guess these are the only two books i can remember amazing 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 set of books thank you so much akhil for doing this It has been a pleasure you hosting you today and uh, so much we got to learn thanks for your time it's a pleasure talking to you thank you so much again for inviting me